You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we move once again into an exclusive third watch recap in the sixth season. We are up to the tenth episode of the sixth season. We're just on the cusp of the halfway point. Rat bastard, or as uh, Darby would say, rat bastard. Um, this week as the uh, the episode that aired on the 3rd of December 2004 the last ever episode that aired in the year of 2004 there you go uh, it was written by Charles Alfrasia Murray directed by Matt Earl Beasley and this is a eh, episode I don't know how to even think about this one um, let's just get through it my, that's what you think about it yeah my name is Ben and do I look amused to you pissant <laughs> Not really, considering the episode we're covering. What's up, everybody? My name's Darvell, and the whole time you were riding with me, you were working with the Rat Squad. Filthy rat bitch. <laughs> Maybe the most cringeworthy line in the history of Third Watch. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, yeah, we, we promised last week that we were going to do last week in half an hour. We did it in about 40 minutes. We're going to do this in 30 minutes this week, Darvell. We are. Okay, and time starts now. All right. So, we're starting this episode with a flashback. Well, we sort of. It's a 9.55 p.m. It's a flash forward more so, isn't it? Um, we see Munro struggling. She's in an alley. She can't reach a gun. And some guy basically grabs her and is like, this is what you're looking for, bitch. And she's got, uh, he's got the gun to her head. And we see Finney knocked out unconscious somewhere in an alley too. So... Obviously, this is going to be a bit of a foreshadowing to what's going to happen in this episode, um, because, you know, why not? Um, so, we've got the credits. Uh, we have the words 3pm earlier in that day. There's a bit of sad music playing along. Davis is looking at himself in the mirror, because why not? Uh, ADA Sharon is there. She tells Davis that... Um, uh, what's his name? Ray Barnes? Is it Ray Barnes? Who's the guy who killed his dad? Raymond Morris. Raymond Morris. Ray Barnes. That's another episode, isn't it? Uh, Raymond Morris was killed, was shanked in prison. That was about three weeks ago, wasn't it? How slow is the news to get to Davis about this? Um, like, Jesus Christ. This is 2004. Well, considering who now, had right? it done, considering who had it done, it's not a it's not a stretch to think that they wouldn't want that getting out. Yeah, is that exactly. Um, I don't know. How how slow does the news work in the MIB in 2004? Anyway, so he's all shocked. He's dead. Um, so, oh no. So we're in roll call and, um, we see Munro's in roll call and Davis basically calls her out into the entire room, um, that she is a rat. She's working for IAB. Swirsky's like, come on, calm down, calm down. And this is where we get that line from Sully that you just said, you know, the whole time you're working with the rat squad, filthy rat bitch. Now, filthy like, rat bitch. Oh, this line just makes me cringe. Like, cause I, again, it's similar to last week with like the storyline and so many aspects of this season where like you can see what they're trying to do, but it's just the delivery of it. It just, it just is cringy. I just don't like it. And it just feels so unsully like that he would say that. Like, I don't know how you feel about it, because I don't think you're really as down as I am, but ugh, just, oh, I cringe at it. <laughs> well, I think it's, a lot of it is the, a lot of it is the, the lingering feelings about, the lingering feelings about, about, about CT, mm. who of course, as we know, is head of IAB. Yeah. And if, and, and if we knew what Sully knew about CT's history, then... I mean, you sort of do understand his reaction. 
I guess at the end of the day, if she was a man, he would probably attack her. Um, and, you know, he's not going to attack a woman, I guess. So maybe that's his... The deepest he can go in an attack against a woman is by calling her a filthy rat bitch. I don't know. Um, we have uh, Yokus and Jelly having a conversation here and some random cop comes in and there's a bit too much casual racism in this episode, Darvell. And again, I'm not the one who plays this card. I've said this a few weeks in a row, but like the way he comes in and he says, that black officer with Sullivan, word is she's a rat. Like, I don't know. Like, am I reading too much into that? I just don't like the way that's worded. Yeah, I mean, he does put a pretty heavy emphasis on the on on her being black. Yeah, was was it um so was it season one? Was it the episode where the guy had the hit and run, and they kept talking to the witnesses, and they said about three times, like I don't know what he looked like. He was black, and they kept staring at like Davis, and kind of like the way they yes was it was that season one? Yeah, yeah. Yes, that was that was season one. It was Journey to the Himalayas. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know, it just... There's a way you describe that. Like, you don't walk into a room and say, that black officer. You just say, that officer with Sullivan. Like, you don't need to point out... What's the skin colour got to do with it? Like, it's... I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even black and I'm offended by this, Darvel. Come on, help me out here. Like... <laughs> <laughs> this should be offending you more than what me. Am I, what am <laughs> Oh, what do I have? National spokesperson for the plight of black people tattooed across my forehead? I don't know. Do you? Uh. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, just checking. Um, but yeah, but I I get what you're saying though. There was really no need for them to emphasize that. Yeah. So, but it does kind of it does kind of in some ways it does kind of lead to what we get from Monroe at the beginning of Forever Blue mm. with regards to why she joined IAB. True. That's a good point, actually. That's a very good point. And we and we we can and we we can talk about that more when we get to that. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Okay, I'm going to say we have about 25 minutes left. <laughs> we have. You're right. Actually, 24 minutes. Shit. All right, it's it's an episode of 24 right now. Beep 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 beep. Uh, so yeah, Yokus. <laughs> um, she wants to go talk to Monroe. Swirsky stops it. Um, Swirsky's talking to Monroe and basically, you know, finding out who sent you here, all this sort of stuff, and then we find out a little bit that. Um, you know, she... Uh, I just... I really hate how they try to backtrack here on this whole storyline. It's going to get worse, too. But uh, anyway, so she's going to be sent away or sent on a desk. She's fighting about it, so she didn't do anything wrong. And I guess technically she's kind of right. Um, but then Finney basically says, I'll ride with her. Because, you know, Swirsky's implying that no one is going to ride with her. Um, so, cool. Um, and then Sally has a bit of a go at him. Uh, and then what does Sally say? Like, oh, it's a match made in heaven. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to... No, we'll, we'll just do the fire stuff along the way as well. I'm just going to do this in order this week. Let's have a random fire storyline, because remember how we introduced Stu Lozzi's few weeks? That isn't really a fire storyline. Look, I will say, I'm a fan of what they're trying to do with this storyline. I think it's kind of a unique storyline, having sort of a Hollywood actor come along to do a ride-along, and yet have it so that he's actually not what everyone expected to be. You know, this is like if Arnold Schwarzenegger showed up to a ride-along and he was nothing but an alcoholic asshole, essentially. That's kind of what they're implying. And I, I kind of like the way they mm-hmm. do that, but I feel like, do this back in the season where you give a shit about the firefighters. Because, you know... Yeah, have it, have it be an actual fire that they respond to. Yeah, like... Or an actual rescue. It's it's kind of just like they've rolled the dice and a, gone... A really dramatic one. They've just rolled the dice and gone... Sorry. Oh, episode 10. Yeah, let's have a random firefighter story in this episode. Because, like, you know, it's been a while. <laughs> um, and, like, again, going back to Stu Lot of Z, the most random character in the history of Third Watch. Here he is again. Um, 
So, yeah. But we meet um, whoever this guy is. What, what even is this guy's name? Um, I forgot. Yeah, who cares? The, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger of this episode shows up. Everyone's a fan of him. He's got cheesy one-liners. Great. Um, so... Uh, Carter Savage is his name, or is that, uh, the character? Oh, who gives a fuck? Let's call him Carter, Sa- Carter Savage. Um, we've got this kind of weird scene where, Ma- uh, Yokus pulls alongside Munro and kind of like pulls her over and gets all angry. This is two weeks in a row now we're kind of getting Yokus kind of being a bit odd and going against what she's usually like. And she's like, the whole time you took me out for dinner, you were IAB, you know, transfer all the way, you know, I nearly went to jail and all this sort of stuff. Um, I do kind of like the line with Finney says because he was saying that like, oh, I always like to stand up for the the kid that was bullied. You might be the most unpopular kid I ever stood up for. Um, I do kind of like that line. Um, cool. Um, Sully and Davis. Um, in the car having a conversation. Um, and then a car cuts them off. Um, and then we find out that in this car there's a kid has been shot. And they're trying to rush to get to the hospital. So, of course, you know, great, good for them. Um, Grace and uh, Carlos are trying to help. And this dad's saying that they were pulled over at a light and there were shots fired. Oh, Cruz is here. Hi, Cruz. Um, remember her? She was in jail a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's just floating along here at the moment to the second half of this season. Munro shows up. and <laughs> Maybe my favorite part of this entire episode is just Cruz losing it at Munro. <laughs> just like. <laughs> trying to bash her up and basically like, no, fuck you! You know, you sent to jail! <laughs> I just love yes. Unhinged Cruise, my favourite part of this entire episode. Um, <laughs> what did she say? Like, not, I'm not through with you, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the only one I think they could have clearly do this. Um and I've got to say, all the Cruise haters at this point, come on, you got to love Cruise in this moment, just absolutely losing it. Um, there's a random scene here between Yokus and Swirsky in an office. And remember that cop a few weeks ago who gave Munro a file? Um, he's been killed. Like, we don't know that just yet, but that's going to be him in this office, so spoiler alert. Um, Carter Savage and Stu Aziz are having a conversation. We find out this movie's going to be the FDMY on Mars. Uh, he's questioning him. There's no oxygen on Mars. How's it going to work? Um, and we get our first unhinged Carter Savage moment here. He yells at him because he's trying to explain what the, the things are. And uh, we've got Walsh showing up because, remember, Walsh is in this show and they're going out to a fire. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Let's do that. Um, in the hospital um, where Sully and Davis are staring at this little girl um, who's gotten shot. Um, Davis kind of goes up at Sully saying, if you spoke up all those years ago, we wouldn't be in this situation. Um, and then he's sort of saying to Sully about how if you speak up, you lose your pension. So it's just a little moment there, kind of, I guess, foreshadowing to what we're going to have for next week. Great. Um, Yokus and Jelly are talking about the guy who was shot. We don't really care. Well, we, and this is where we discover that the bullets are cop-issued bullets, so that's where they know that a cop has shot this other cop, which, again, in the grand scheme of things, next week when we're kind of getting a lot of those sort of things like that, are we really, like, how are they not investigating this if they straight away found out that bullets have killed this cop, a cop issued bullets? Is that not a red flag for the cops? Like, how are they not investigating this? Because <laughs> they need to get through this pile of shit of an episode. Yeah, that is very true. I don't understand how it works. Um, so Cruz, meanwhile, in the hospital, she's looking at the father of the girl who's been shot, and she's uh, starting to, I guess... Uh, 
she sees him talking to the mother of the daughter and it's looking a bit suspicious that perhaps there's a little bit more to it than uh, just getting pulled over to lights. Uh, Carter Savage is at a fire scene and um, some kids have lit a volleyball net on fire and then um, Carter Savage goes off at this kid because, you know, my name's Carter Savage. That person you're saying is a character in a movie. Um, and again, luckily this isn't like 2019 where people have cell phones and we're posting this on social media essentially. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, Carter Savage tries to get a hose to help them out, but he falls over and gets pushed out of the way because this is a real life fire. Um, Sully is, uh, and Cruz are questioning the dad of the girl. We're basically going to find out that he works for a uh, pharmaceutical company and has been selling pharmaceutical drugs off to gangbangers because Cruz follows the mother into the toilet with a doll and she was trying to flush pills down the toilet. So basically this gangbanger has uh, shot them because they haven't come up with pills or whatever. Again, it's a storyline which yeah. I think in itself is kind of interesting, similar to the fire story. Like, There's nothing that's not interesting about this. It's just It's just lazily done and it's just done in an overall episode that I just don't care about. I think kind of keep these as... Yeah. Keep these as a separate storyline for other episodes. Like, I want to see a movie star come and work with the FDMY. I want to see, like, a family who are struggling, you know, to pay bills so they're kind of using pills to do this and their daughter gets kept shot in the crossfire. It's all interesting stuff, but do, we don't care about it, do it we? It doesn't work in this episode. Yeah. I, I just I just don't understand it. Um, Shulot Aziz, meanwhile, catches Carter Savage on the phone. He's going off that he might be losing this movie role. Um, Carter Savage is also apparently been drinking, so Shulot Aziz is basically like, hey, I can smell it on you, and he's all like, come on, man, I'm you. you're my number one fan. Let me finish out the day. He ultimately lets him do that. Um, what have we got? Cruz, um handing out um, a detail about this guy. They've got the name of this guy who shot the kid and um, she has a bit of a go at Monroe. Everyone gets handed out the uh, sheets. Monroe, of course, knows where this guy is. She goes to a locker room. There's a rat dangling from her uh, locker. Um, because a dead one, a dead one. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Um, yep. Davis um, and her have a bit of a confrontation in the locker room. I can't remember what it was about. I didn't really care, to be honest. Um, Munro goes to the house of... Sorry, Yokus goes to the house of the cop guy who's been shot, and uh, his wife basically is like, oh, you know, you can go through everything. They find an envelope with a number on it, and, of course, Yokus is like, why does that number sound so familiar? And it turns out it's Munro's number, so this guy's got written down Munro's number on a piece of paper because, you know, everything's got to be connected to that filthy rat bitch. Um, Carter Savage goes to another house because the fire crew has been caught. This is the one episode where they actually have fire stuff to do and it feels just so tacked on. Um, a wife has got her hand cut in a, a garbage disposal unit. The little kid is all, you know, yes. awestruck by this celebrity in the house and then he's out the back vomiting. The kid sees him vomiting and he's basically saying like, oh, you know, I, I ate some dodgy food and, of course, uh, Stu Lot Disease is going to catch him doing it. Munro and Finney see the gangbanger dude on the street. There's a chase. There's a bit of a shootout in an alley. Finney gets knocked unconscious. Uh, this is where we obviously got the opening moments of the episode. Munro loses a gun. 
She gets attacked by this guy. She's calling out for a 1013, and we kind of get this big shocking moment where all the cops are hearing this 1013, and we just get shots of all these cops just sitting in their car, ignoring the 1013. Because, Darvell, every single NYPD officer in New York City knows that she's a rat, so every single one of them is ignoring her. Of course they are. Um, yeah. So can we just back up to the point where the news about a guy getting shanked in prison who killed Davis's dad takes about three weeks to get to Davis, but on the same day where we find out that Munro, well, the whole NYPD find out that Munro's a rat, every single officer in the NYPD knows about this. So, okay, makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Perfect sense. The CNN of the NYPD world works weirdly in 2004. Um Finney eventually wakes up from getting knocked out. He's calling for a 10.13, and we see Sully and Davis kind of looking and listening to this call, and Sully's like, it's up to you, it's up to you. And eventually they respond to the call. They go after them. And can I just say, again, it's not 5-5 David. It feels weird, Finney and Munro saying 5-5 David. Don't like it. Yeah. Um, and there's this standoff still, um, and basically Munro subdues his gangbanger dude. Finney comes around the corner, and then we have this big standoff where Munro's pointing a gun over his head. Um, Davis and Sully show up, and, you know, is Munro going to shoot this guy? She starts crying, and Finney's like, don't do it, don't do it. And then Finney says to Davis, tell him, tell him, Ty, tell her not to do it. And then Davis is like, she can make her own decisions because, ooh, tension. Like, she's the worst human being on the planet because she's a rat at IAB. She eventually doesn't shoot him, and uh, Finney eventually just punches him and kind of great, and then they all leave her. Um, she's all hurt and injured. She kind of goes off at Davis and Sully, like, you were going to leave me? And then Finney starts going off too, like, you were going to leave me? Um, so, yep, tension, drama, great. Uh, we get a scene at the end of Stu Lot of Z's with Carter Savage and talking about heroes and all this sort of stuff. I don't even know what the point of this is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cruz shows up. Um, they arrest the gangbanger dude. Finney going off at Cruz for not showing up to help them. Cruz plays dumb. Uh, Yokus starts to question uh, Munro while she's getting loaded into an ambulance because, again, Yokus has got nothing else to do. Holly's going off at Yokus for doing this. Um, and we find out that, uh, yes, Munro did have the number to the cop that was killed because she was trying to help uh, Davis find out uh, about the death. And then Yokus tells Davis that this guy is dead. And then this is where we kind of get this uh, cliffhanger like, oh, you know, they're starting to catch on to this. They're willing to do everything, you know, like they're killing cops now. So watch your back. Um, and that's how we end up the episode. Uh, can I just say that we are literally yeah. 18 minutes into this episode. So we've got 12 minutes to fill here, Darvell. <laughs> We really made up some time from last week, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we really won't fill in the 12 minutes. Although I will say, you know, that was another, I think it was another unnecessary cliffhanger. End this episode with 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 uh, with Monroe en route to the hospital and then have this and and have the have this whole thing later on, that th that conversation later on about how you know, he had his number on you. They're killing cops now. Have that be a, another part of the opening of, of Forever Blue. Have that be what we see before we cut to the credits of that episode. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I'm just shocked that we've done this in like 18... This is going to be our shortest ever episode ever. And like the thing is, I kind of feel bad that we've done this so quickly, but there's literally nothing we haven't covered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, just, I mean, we've we've said before that the that the that the like the firefighters, which uh, they finally remembered they actually have 
in this show. Um, that the storyline with Car- with Carter Savage and everything, yeah. And I'm I'm sorry I kept cutting you off when you were eh. saying that earlier, but 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 yeah, do that would have been good for you know maybe season two or season three. Season three mm. was probably the one that was heaviest on the in terms of the firefighter stuff, and for good reason. Um, but have it have it. Oh wait, no, maybe not season three specifically. I'd say um, season but, two and uh, even season five. That would be my or. or yeah, or or season four mm. that would have worked too, but <laughs> there was no yeah, firefighters. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, have it have the firefighter storyline with Carter Savage. Have that be an in an earlier season when the firefighters when, when they actually did stuff. You know, not not putting out volleyball nets or freeing <laughs> someone's hand from a garbage disposal when they were when they were putting out when they were actually putting out fires like like actual building fires and going in and rescuing people and yeah dealing with mvas and stuff like and stuff like that that would have been a good time to have this guy in there couldn't agree more and i think that um yeah like it's and it's the same with the the whole drug storyline again they're just they're two storylines which i think really have merit of being storylines and are interesting but just, just, yeah. They need to be done differently yeah. in a different season where we care yeah. about it. So, I'm, yeah, I'm binning this. Oh, absolutely. Um, no question about that. That it's a bin, and um, I find it just fascinating that I'm actually I I have ranked this slightly higher than last week, believe it or not. Um, even though it's just maybe this is the ultimate bin in the fact that we literally cannot find anything more to talk about this episode. And it's odd because I feel as though whenever we've done these recaps of any show, I feel like we can talk about things. But like, I just I feel comfortable in the fact that we've covered everything in this episode, and there's nothing more to yeah. say. It really isn't. Yeah, but next week though. Next oh, week, next makes week up for it. Next week, um, yeah, next week is the best episode of this season. And to me, it goes to show that Third Watch was still capable of putting out a brilliant episode. And because like, next week really ultimately feels like a classic episode of Third Watch. And, um, you know, I said at the beginning of this season, I don't think any episode will push the top 10. Uh, this will be the one episode that maybe might push the top 10. Because uh, it is a great episode. It really is a great episode next week. And it's one yes. of these ones that I watch and I forget how great it is. Like, I know it's a good episode, but then I watch it and go, oh, God, that's a great episode. So, um yeah, I think next week you're going to be pleasantly surprised after having two weeks of shit episodes uh, that we're going to go into next week and actually come forward with a great episode. So the episode is Forever Blue. Um, and yeah, it's it's a flashback episode done right. We talked about flashback episode when we had Bosco and Yokus meet, which was good, the storyline, but it was just done in the wrong episode. This is where they do it right. It's a Sully flashback episode. We kind of see Sully on the job back in the day. Uh, the casting of young Sully is great. I think it's a really good casting choice. Um, and yeah, Forever Blue, good episode. Um, yes. But in the meantime, uh, we are going to end this episode... <laughs> Right now, I cannot believe how quick we've done this episode. Um, like us on uh, Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, all the relevant channels. You know the drill by now, and uh, we appreciate your support and everything else along the way um, as we move forward next week and officially come to the halfway point of the final season uh, as well. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, until next week, my name is Ben and... <laughs> 
Wow, that's how bad this episode was for you, huh? My name's Darvell, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.